The Nature Podcast is supported by Nature Plus, a flexible monthly subscription that grants immediate online access to the science journal Nature and over 50 other journals from the Nature Portfolio. More information at go.nature.com slash plus. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to an extra bit of the Nature Podcast. This time we're discussing some work in the journal Communications Engineering that's just been published today about period products. Many people do not have adequate access to such items, but now new research could help with this by developing a method by which local plants could be turned into sanitary pads. Here's reporter Julie Gould with more. Around a quarter of people in the world menstruate. It's a natural process that many people experience, yet over 500 million of them are estimated to not have the basic materials they need to manage their periods. In Kenya, Sally Mutoni sees this happening on a regular basis. She's in her fourth year of medical school at Mount Kenya University and volunteers for MSAKE, the Medical Students Association of Kenya, where she leads a group in charge of reproductive health rights. As part of their work, Sally and her team visit primary and secondary schools in the country, educating the girls and boys about menstrual cycles. But, she says, education isn't enough. Period products are a basic need like food and water and shelter. It's something that they should have. And then for it to be seen as a privilege and having girls miss school um, on average three to five days a month for a whole year and not be able to now keep up with their peers. Also, the other thing that comes out a lot is they are being ridiculed by now their peers, especially the boys, if now they have like period accidents in school and it really messes with their self-esteem and they become very shy, withdrawn as they are ridiculed for something that is out of their control and it's a huge problem that we have seen in the schools we have visited and it really it's very sad because you we have it's it's 2023 we're supposed to be talking about flying cars not still grappling with the same things that we were grappling with 30 or 40 years ago the girls and women in Kenya and other places that experience period poverty rely heavily on donations but this isn't a sustainable solution. If you now give single-use menstrual towels to the girls, you only solve the problem for a month. Or maybe even if you're able to supply for two months. But then after that, the girl is back to square one because they don't have the money to be able to facilitate the buying of these sanitary towels. So there has been a push now to donate reusable pads as opposed to now donating single-use pads. The problem with this is that the reusable ones are approximately five times more expensive than the single-use ones, so it makes it difficult for people to sustainably donate them. What they need, says Sally, is a solution that helps them locally. Also equipping the girls and the women with now skills to make their own sanitary towels. 
especially in communities that are marginalized because it would even create employment opportunities for them where now they'd be able even to outsource to other places as opposed to now them always waiting for help and for donations which is unsustainable this idea of tackling period poverty in addition to making jobs for the local people is one of the drivers for Manu Prakash and his research team at Stanford University in the USA. So this led him to ask, Is there a process or a technique or a method and a resource that could enable local manufacturing of high quality absorption materials? The menstrual pad is made up of three layers – the absorptive bit in the middle, which is surrounded by two others, a top layer that needs to be porous to allow the liquid to pass through it, and a bottom layer which needs to repel water and be flexible. The team first started working on the absorbent middle part of the pad. Cotton is the most commonly used material for this part, but the environmental cost of using cotton is high. The idea was could we find a local resource that is abundantly available in arid areas, that could be with very simple methods, very simple chemical processes uh, could be converted into a high absorption material that would compete with cotton, like literally either be as good or even better than cotton. So we actually first started with every single plant that we could get our hands to. So, you know, we, of course, looked at banana, we looked at water hyacinth, we looked at hemp, uh, rosewood. But in a recent paper in Communications Engineering, Prakash and the team may have finally found an alternative, something called agave sisila, or sisal. In fact, a colleague of Prakash had been working on it in Kenya for making ropes. Agave sisila is an incredibly hardy plant that grows in the most arid regions, and it has the right amount of cellulose, the fibrous component of the plant that holds the water, to make it a viable contender for the absorbent centre of the menstrual pad. We gathered around as much sisal as we could first find uh, just in a small scale. The very first day we made and processed sisal, we had beaten cotton and we had the highest absorption that we had seen for any other material. The team has deconstructed the plant and can now reassemble it in such a way that the properties that they are looking for in each of the three layers can be created. Porous for the top, absorbent for the middle and water repellent and flexible for the bottom. They developed a process where, to start, the plant is decorticated, meaning that the fibrous cellulose is separated from the lignin. That cellulose can then be used to make the absorbent part of the pad, and the lignin can then be used to help make the other two layers by turning it into a paste. The paste is spread across a mesh made of the fibrous cellulose parts, and then they adjust the amount of paste used to help create the right amount of porosity and water repellency required for the whole pad. The team's goal was to create a process that could be used locally with as little environmental impact as possible, which they think they've achieved. The mechanical processes of decordication can be performed using traditional and local techniques. As for the environmental impact... One of the key things that we describe in the paper is a completely open source process of going from raw plant to high absorption uh, material. The nice thing about the chemistry involved in this, which is described in detail in the paper, is the end product is just literally water and CO2. So there is no effluent, which was a huge concern that we had at that time, that uh, if we are generating a kind of a process, it should not have any byproduct that you have to then take care of. 
Now that the team has demonstrated that they can create all three layers of the pad using lignin and cellulose materials from one plant, agave sicilla, Prakash is working with groups and NGOs in Kenya and Nepal to see if this kind of process is doable on a larger scale. He says that the tool chain and path of farmers and materials is already in place. We are trying to build the next scale for the demonstration, which will truly prove this point that you could actually make this uh, at a scale of between 1,000 to 5,000 pads per day in terms of the total material needed. And I think, you know, our first trial will really be in Kenya. I went back to Sally Mutoni from Kenya to ask her what it would mean for the girls and women that she works with if a solution like this could become a reality. So it would mean most of our girls to be able to now go to school and just do their day to day without having to think that every month I have to miss school because I cannot afford sanitary towels and things like that. So it would make it very accessible. And it would also mean that we would rely less on goodwill even from our government, because now, you know, we say that they should reduce taxes and zero tax. But if we are making them here, they will not be subjected to tax. So it will be a more self-reliant and more self-efficient, whereby we don't have to beg every five years when we get a new president. Oh, please make sure that you think about sanitary towels in your tenure because girls are really not getting access to them. That was Sally Mufoni from the Medical Students Association of Kenya. You also heard from Manu Prakash from Stanford University in the US. This podcast was produced and narrated by Julie Gould. For more on this story, check out the show notes for some links. The Nature Podcast is supported by Nature Plus, a flexible monthly subscription that grants immediate online access to the science journal Nature and over 50 other journals from the Nature Portfolio. More information at go.nature.com plus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.